Welcome to the sermon podcast from First United Methodist Church in downtown Bentonville. If you have questions related to what you hear today, or just want to find out more about the ministries of First United Methodist Church, please visit us online at fumcbentonville.org. Good morning. My name is Pastor Andrea, one of the pastors here, and I'd like to greet you as welcome to JJ on this morning to those online, but also here in the sanctuary. And if it's your first time with us, a special, special welcome to you on this morning. Today, our scripture reading, we come from Mark chapter 4, verses 26 through 32. If you're able, please stand for the hearing and reading of our word. He also said, the kingdom of God as if, as if someone would scatter seed on the ground and would sleep and rise night and day. And the seed would sprout and grow. He does not know how. The earth produces of itself first the stalk, then the head, then the, grain, the full grain in the head. But when the grain is ripe, at once he goes in with his sickle. Because the harvest has come. He also said, With what can we compare the kingdom of God? Or what parable will we, will, will we use for it? It is like a mustard seed, which, when sown upon the ground, is the smallest of all the seeds on the earth. Yet, when it is sown, it grows up and becomes the greatest of all shrubs, and puts forth large branches so that the birds of the air can make nest in its shade. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. You may be seated. Let us pray. Oh God, we thank you for this opportunity. We count it as a blessing to sit here in freedom to hear your word. And what a privilege that it is that we can hear your word over and over again. So in this moment, oh Lord, we ask that you open our ears. Because our ears are made for hearing. We're listening, oh Lord, for your word. That may plant seeds in our souls that we may go out to be fruitful. In Christ we pray. Amen. My favorite time of, my favorite season, I'm an autumn baby, but if I had to select one, it would be springtime. Does anybody else love spring? Yes. And we're almost in this blazing summer. (laughs) And I need to be clear, I like the beginning of spring. Springtime, when you look outside, you're reminded of new beginnings, reminded of the trees that are blooming, and everything seems so much brighter. Is it just me that when I look at the trees, they're just green and green? And I love to hear the birds and sing and wake me up. I don't need, to need, I don't need my alarm clock during springtime. But I also love to see the plants do its thing. And many of you are, are, are love to go out into your gardens to begin to plant new, new plants and new seeds and you watch them and at the beginning of spring sometimes it gets cold and you, get, you become the caring parent. You're like, oh my God, I want them to survive. 
It's all about new beginnings. It's oftentimes also about what we don't do. We get to see the beauty of life starting over again. And although we don't have a direct correlation to today's scripture, Jesus is talking about sowing seeds. And Jesus, the great teacher that Jesus is, he begins to find familiar terms and familiar doings in the life of the community at the time. And sowing seeds for harvest and livelihood was a part of this culture. And it was not by accident that Jesus begins this parable in chapter 4 talking about sowing seeds. Sowing seeds. Why is Jesus talking about sowing seeds in chapter 4? What does it even mean? And I, be, I and here in chapter 4 and throughout Mark's gospel, what Jesus begins to say is, let anyone with ears hear and listen. So what is Jesus talking about when he talks about seeds? The seeds is simply the word of God. And the word of God in Mark's gospel is when Jesus comes on the scene after he comes out of the wilderness, it says, the time has come near. The time has been fulfilled. The kingdom of God is near. Repent and believe in the good news. And begins to share how the word of God is going to be in, in the future and in, in even now for us. He begins to talk about how the word of God falls on ears. Listen, for all that have ears, listen to the good news. Believe in the good news. It's not a one-time occurrence, but it's a over and over again. And thank God for the Holy Spirit that always meets us if we are willing to have ears to listen. Not only to hear, but listen, but allow that listening of the Holy Spirit to permeate on some good soul. Anybody in here, body and soul, is ready to, to be a place where the seeds can find a moist and, and a, a good place to begin to germinate on this morning? We need some germination in our souls. Anybody can agree with that? <laughs> you know what germination is? I'm, not a, I'm beginning to be a, 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 I'm a new plant mom. <laughs> I've killed a couple, but I have a lot that is still living. But I do know the incubation period because when I was in um, Parkview High School, I was on the science side, we had to have these um, uh, uh, science projects. And mine was planting seeds to see which one would um, grow quicker in the light or with um, artificial light. Anybody did that before? <laughs> and so we began to see the germination there. And, and I, that's how the Word of God does for us. Once it gets settled in some moist soil, it begins to grow and it begins to bear fruit and begins the world can begin to see and we need that in our world today we need to be sprinkling the the seeds so they can begin to germinate in our communities and in our lives and so jesus began to share how the word of god begins to fall on people he says that at the beginning of chapter four verse one he says listen a sower went out to sow and as he sowed, some seed fell on the path, and the birds came and ate it up. Other seed fell on rocky ground, where it did not have much soil, and it sprang up quickly, since it had no depth of soil. 
And when the sun rose, it was scorched. And since it had no root, it withered away. Another seed fell among thorns. And thorns grew up and choked it out, and it yielded no grain. Other seed fell into good soil and brought forth grain, growing up and increasing and yielding thirty and sixty and hundredfold. And he said, let anyone with ears hear, listen. And they began to say, what does this parable mean? And he goes on to share what it means. He said, the sower is the word. And there are ones on the path where the word is sown. And when they hear it, Satan comes and immediately takes it away. And there are ones that hear the word that immediately receive joy. And a lot of us will immediately receive the joy on this morning. But as soon as we walk out these doors, because we have no root to endure it for only a little while, we, we have this word and as we hear it and life begins to happen and we, we kind of kick it off to the side. When trouble or persecution arises on, on the word, and immediately you begin to drift away. And the other person that hears are among the thorns are the ones who hear the word. And the cares of the world, the business of the world, takes us away from what we know to be true, the word of God. And it yields nothing. And lastly, there are ones sown on good soil. They hear the word and they accept it. And they bear fruit, 30 and 60 and 100 fold. And a lot of us fall in these two categories. We receive it with joy. Because we don't have any root and foundation in the word of God, we, we are rocked by the trials and tribulations of the world and our lives that comes with, with, with all kinds of issues. And then two, we're just not firm in what we believe. So Jesus is preparing this communion that they had already known. They, they know that if something's going to happen, they knew that Jesus Christ was going to Calvary to be crucified and to suffer. And so Jesus provides them with these encouraging words. Chapter 4 is a word of hope and encouragement. It says, you have to believe in the word of God. There are going to be some times that are coming. But are you going to be prepared to withstand the tests of time? And so he begins to talk about if you hear the word, it's worth proclaiming. The, we don't have the word that's on moist and, 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 and fertile ground in our souls to keep it to ourselves. He says, we have to go out and proclaim it. The good news is worth proclaiming. Can I get amen on that? Is it not worth to proclaim? And we keep it to ourselves. The world, more than anything, we need some people that say we are sowers. We need to be sowers of the good word of God, the good news. It says, the time has been fulfilled. The kingdom of God is near. Repent and believe in the gospel. That message still stands. That message still saves. That message is worth proclaiming. And Jesus is setting up this narrative so that they can hear these stories as they begin to experience persecution, as they begin to hear false prophets, they can believe on what Jesus Christ has told them in this parable. To ruminate on it, to, to care for it, to, to go out forth and proclaim it. He's beginning to say this, and I can imagine them saying, Jesus, you not know that we are being persecuted for this very word and you're telling us to go out and proclaim and I don't want to do anything but that. I want to keep it and go off high because I'll be safe there. But Jesus is saying, no, 
continue to proclaim the good news. And so now we find ourselves in verse 26 when he says, begins to talk about the kingdom of God. And the kingdom of God, he says, is if someone would scatter seed on the ground and would sleep and rise night and day, and the seed would sprout and grow, he does not know how. So let us know that when we begin to proclaim the good news of Jesus Christ to the world, we don't know what types of seeds we're planting in other people. And sometimes we get to see the, the fruits of us sharing, and that may be in your relationships in a food pantry, that may be relationships with your job, when you share just an act of kindness and how people were changed by that encounter. That is the word of God, meeting people where they are, loving people where they are, spreading the good news of Jesus Christ so the, the world can know Jesus Christ still reigns. So don't go getting weary and good doing. Keep spreading the word of God. Keep being the church of downtown Bentonville. Because the world needs it. No matter how we feel, the world still needs this word. It begins to say that this is what I would call the, our understanding of grace is provenient. Once we share the good news, the God's grace does the rest. But all God is asking us on this morning to do is participate in sharing and proclaiming the good news with our lives. Not just by inviting someone to come to church or to a small group or whatever. It's just demonstrating the word of God in our lives. Can people look at you and know that you are a child of God? Proclaim the good news and watch it continue to multiply. And I love that song on this morning. Multiplying. If you spread the good news, it begins to multiply and watch the world be changed. And he begins to go on and say, that's not enough. I need to go to, to spread them. I'll give it another parable. He begins to talk about the mustard seed. And I'm, can, I can imagine those hearing this word before Jesus, a mustard seed in comparison to the kingdom of God, a little tiny mustard seed. We are being persecuted. You're talking about a mustard seed. We want to hear stories of the cedar tree, the, the, the strong tree that represent God's restoration for Israel. We don't want to hear about the mustard seed. And have you all um, Googled or researched the mustard seed? The mustard seed that Jesus Christ is talking about is often known as the, the black mustard seed. And the black mustard seed is an, a weed. And we hate weeds. We have weed eaters. We have, we have all kinds of things to get rid of weeds. We hate weeds. Weeds are aggressive. They're invasive. They're eyesore. But he begins to talk about the mustard seed in the kingdom of God. Proclaim the gospel. Hear and believe it. Proclaim it no matter what happens. Continue to do the work. And also, what is it like? People want to know what the kingdom of God is like. He said it's like a mustard seed. A mustard seed is a little evasive weed that grows and grows and grows. And in America, we have it in California, and it's, it's, con, it's considered a nuisance. And I Google that particular weed here in America to begin to say, well, how do you get rid of it? It says you can't. And I begin to say, how powerful is this parable? To, to, to compare the kingdom of God, to compare the, the good news of God as a 
weed as an evasive that continues to grow by itself is a self-seeder. That means it doesn't need any help. It does what it does, and it has this chemical called the allopathic. You, you, you um, uh, planners may talk to me later saying pronounce it correctly, but it's a chemical. And what this chemical does, it gives it a one up of all other seeds and plants that is around. It's evasive. It, it kills out. It, it, it makes it difficult for other plants to survive. And the word of God is invasive. It is a chemical for us to, to be, to, to survive and have this root in the world. And, and I began to think like, oh my God, it is so powerful to, to have this metaphor about a mustard seed and how powerful and how invasive it is. It keeps growing. And it says one plant dumps a thousand seeds. You are the sower. You are, we all are individual plants that have a thousand seeds in us. They're ready to share with the world. And the reading of, of about this mustard seed says that not only can you not kill it, but it can lie dormant for 50 years and begin to do what it does. The power of the good news. And for those that heard this parable, they would have known what it meant because they knew that mustard seeds were pest. They were not allowed to plant it with other plants according to the Levitical law. The word of God needs to be proclaimed. And when we begin to proclaim it, God's grace does the work for us. Just be willing to proclaim it. To share the good news with our lives and how we act and how we are with one another. But more importantly, to open our mouths with how, with our hands, our feet, our hearts, to be a place where God's word can begin to germinate in us. So let's not leave out of here with joy of hearing the good word and not having the root and let the world take us to the core and we forget about it and we are not equipped to share the world. But also let us, as we are moving to a new season in our church, to know that we need you present. We need you to, to, to get involved in a small group or a, a small group or a Sunday school class to volunteer in our community so that the word of God can continue to go forth. It's not enough for the, our worship team, the pastors. We need you to be the church in downtown Bentonville. We need your prayers. We need your presence. We need your gifts service. We need all these things because we have so many seeds to share. We are sowers in our community to continue to be the spiritual heartbeat of downtown Bentonville, a equipping station for discipleship making as well. Thanks be to God. Amen. Thanks once again for joining us on The Gathering Podcast. Grace and peace, y'all.